welcome to NARC, Tro NARC Troopers. Uh, this is Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators. And today we have a very special guest, Stephanie from Austin, Texas. She is a healer, spiritual healer, um, a healing facilitator, and works with um, a lot of things to help people recover from uh, abuse and other negative things that happen to them. So welcome, Stephanie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yes. Um, I would like to begin by talking a little bit about how um, what you do can be part of the um, toolbox that a person can uh, build following some kind of abusive situation when they're trying to heal and recover. How can what you do be one of the modalities that can um, give them progress and substantial improvement with their, um, with their journey? Sure. So the work that I do is an overall healing system, um, but really it's more of a system of just simply um, transformation. I like the word healing because that's a very mainstream word, but really what we're looking at is, is ultimately a transformation of self, the bigger picture of self. And so when we are in relationships or we have relationships in our lives that have been toxic or um, abusive, um, and specifically within this scenario, you know, narcissistic abuse, borderline abuse, those kinds of things, um, you know, we tend to, if we are awake enough and aware enough and we get to a point where we're ready to leave that relationship or we're ready to make a change within that relationship, whether it's a partner or a parent or a sibling or a friend, when we're ready to make changes within those relationships, um, oftentimes there's an, there's a, there's an, there are a number of traumas that come along with the narcissistic abuse. And so as we experience those traumas, we actually carry them within our, we actually carry them within our energy bodies. And so those are the things that can eventually, and it doesn't have to be narcissistic abuse per se, but just for the context of this conversation, but we carry that in our energy field. And so I look at mainstream work within the toolbox of therapy or EMDR, um, group therapy, um, you know, going to a support group, those kinds of things. All of that stuff is very important, very useful because it kind of helps to deal with like the human aspect of the experience that we're having. But yes. really also, right. So also we have to move that energy more than just talking through it. And talk therapy is amazing and great, but there's also this aspect of this like energetic resonance that resides within our spiritual body. Yes. I've heard a lot of people talk about um, how your emotional thinking needs to be regulated and needs to be a focal point in the healing process because emotional thinking is not, <clears throat> not always healthy or productive, sometimes emotional uh, thinking can cause us to act um, against our, our uh, higher selves, against our, our the, what is good for us, the higher good for ourselves and that kind of thing. Can you talk a little sure. bit about the emotional components in recovery and why focusing on uh, spiritual bodies would be uh, something that we need to do? Yeah, absolutely. Jen, have you ever, um, 
have you ever thought that you worked through something and then years later you're talking about something and that comes up and you're like, wait a second, I thought I'd worked through this, right? I thought I'd talked through this and moved it. Have you ever had that experience? Absolutely. And yet you may not really feel that it's attached to it. But it still comes back up again as like a memory or an experience. And you might even feel it within your body if, you know, with your, especially if you're an empath or if you're highly intuitive, um, you might still feel that resonance in your body. But, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I dealt with that molestation issue or I dealt with that family trauma that I had or I dealt with the death of that person in my life when I was um, very young. I thought I already worked all, all the way through that. And then so today as it's coming up again for me, the reason for that is it's because it's still sitting in your energy body, not just about the emotional processing. And so when we can teach, so when we have things that come up and we process and process, we can actually get stuck kind of in this, like in this closed circle of processing and processing and processing and talk, 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 and not actually removing it from our field. Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of people talk about um, how you have to, um, address the things, the um, destructive scripts or programming that you received as a child that were things that were false or destructive to you yeah. in some way. And those things get mm -hmm. stuck. Uh, if you can picture that, they're, them being stuck in the body. Um, and part of the healing process would be, this is a, your opportunity to look inward at those things that, that are false that you believe about yourself and you believe about others. Maybe some of those things mm -hmm. explain why you stay in abusive relationships. Maybe some of those toxic programming and scripts could explain why you uh, do a lot of the things that you do, why we have attachment disorders, why we have addictions, why we have yep. a lot of different things. So the work that you do, um, can you, you know, let me ask this, you know, counseling, your, your traditional counseling. I tried that um, with three uh -huh. different, three different providers. And I really uh -huh. felt like they had not um, been trained or did not have awareness of my needs as I was recovering from this type of abuse. Yes, they uh -huh. did some trauma informed therapy and other things like, like that. But as far as specifically addressing the things that you go through that I probably needed to look at as a victim of narcissistic abuse, um, it just wasn't, that piece wasn't there. So I think we, we have to be very careful who we choose as our professional to help us get through this time that they have the training that they need to have to be able to address our needs. And that's where energy work comes into place. I felt like therapy mm -hmm. alone was not meeting my needs. It was not enough. Right. It was only one tool that I had at my yep. disposal in what needed to be an arsenal of tools. And the energy yep. work to me has been probably the most important component of my recovery has been doing the energy work. So can you talk about counseling and therapy and energy work and kind of what, what, how that would look different how you sure. would do that. And, and sure, absolutely. And I wanted to also say that, you know, my background, so Cactus Bloom Healing, um, my, it's at Cactus Bloom 
Healing. Um, if you look that up, I'm on Facebook. Um, and then AwesomeHealingCollective.com. Um, you'll see that with my background. Um, I work actually with my, uh, with my mother and a couple of my siblings doing this work. And we've been, we've been cleaning up to do this work for the last, um, 15 years or so. And I come from a long, um, his long family line, um, of working in nonprofit and then also my mom being a therapist. And I actually am a, um, I'm actually a peer recovery support specialist and also mm-hmm. within my, um, in my daily work. And so coming from a background of having a therapist as a parent, um, having dealt with my own trauma and recovery, and then also working in the field of addiction recovery, when I look at those pieces, I do believe that we have to learn to get to know ourselves and we have to be honest with ourselves. And that's really where trying to find your true authentic self is. And the question is, who is she? Right. And I think, who am I is the big question. Who am I? Why am I here? Who am I? Why am I here? What am I here to accomplish? Right. Those are the big things that I think most people existentially um, have questions around and experience in their lives. And talk therapy is great. It helps pinpoint some of the pieces where we are learning better about our experiences and understanding ourselves more and maybe the way that those experiences have implicated um the way that we live in the world. Um, but at the end of the day, the work that we do um, as a part of the Awesome Healing Collective, Awesome Healing Collective and Cactus Bloom Healing is ultimately we work with you to help remove that energetic resonance. And so that's the key difference. I'm a big proponent of talk therapy, but I'm also an even bigger proponent of the energy work that goes in and helps relieve you of that, in a sense, that, like, crystallized trauma that's literally sitting in your energy field, that that is what keeps that loop closed, which is what prevents people from really reaching that highest potential of knowing, who am I? Yes, and these these two things can work together, you know, each complementing the other and each facilitating more ease where the other one can be successful. Yes, absolutely. And so that's where, um, that's where I always suggest to people, you know, do all of the things that you have within your toolbox, utilize everything that's in your, in, in, that's in, that's basically available to you for that healing. Because at the end of the day, you're the only person who can facilitate what changes in your life moving forward. Um, I recently was reading something and I thought it was just so well said that, our traumas of the past are the things that we didn't ask for and the things that we did not have control over. Our healing moving forward is something that we have complete control over and that we get to choose and decide what we heal and how we heal it. That's right. That's, that's well said. Um, can we talk about authentic self for a moment? I hear that. Absolutely. I read that. That's such a, um, popular term these days and it seems like everybody has like a little bit of different spin to it depending on what their particular thing is that that they're trying to do and so there's not one big universal definition of I need to be my authentic self I need to find my true self um, my best self you hear all those different ways to say that 
Can you talk a little bit about what that is? Yeah, absolutely. And so I always start with this conversation around authentic self with the ways that we express ourselves, with the way that we express that light of God within us into the world around us. Is that the way that you you paint? Um, one of the ways that I express myself is um, through crafts. I'm not an artist, but I'm, but I'm definitely very crafty because that's a way that I can express myself and move that energy. Um, it's a way that I can express the joy of life. It's the way that, you know, I also love a great cup of coffee. Um, I love I mean, like down to like the different aromas and the different blends and the different countries that they come from, really just experiencing like the, the goods of life. Yes. And so, and so finding your true authentic self is an exploration, partially of finding those good things in life, ex- like creative expression. And I think too, in a sense, it's clearing out the cobweb so that you can let that light of God show through you into the world. So in a sense, it's finding your passion and your purpose and also <laughs> honoring, honoring what it is that you feel your true identity maybe is. Sure. Absolutely. And it's honoring, it's honoring the parts of you that express that joy and that light of God. So, um, and so that leads us, go ahead. Well, I, I was just thinking some people who have childhood trauma and they're uh-huh. working on healing their inner child and resolving these, these issues that they're bringing forward that they've been storing in them for years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When they're trying to find their authentic self, perhaps they have difficulty because they've never really known what that was. I've all, I've always um, marveled at the term recovery because that implies that we're going to recover something that we lost. But for so uh-huh. many of us who are victims of abuse, we never had it in the first place. We, we never had it in the beginning because we didn't get it uh-huh. as children. And so we have to create it. We have to manifest this thing. Right. Um, in our own lives as adults, which is super hard to do. Um, So I just wanted to bring that forward. Yeah. I think that there's a way to get a boost on that. Right. So um, through my own healing process and through the work that I do, um, you know, there are a number of healing arsenals out there in the world. People, you know, I think Reiki is the first thing that comes to mind um, that people will go in for a session and it can clear some and it's, and it's good and it's light. Uh, and then there are other modalities that I just find that are, you know, more specific or um, more directed at something of the purpose of like kind of in a sense clearing or healing or releasing. And so what's interesting to me with you know, with the inner child piece, right? Healing those pieces of ourselves that we never were afforded as children or healing those pieces of ourselves that we lost or the traumas that we experienced. You know, the, I'm going to say something controversial, but I'm, I will say that while it might be important for us to understand our stories and where we came from and the whys and the hows, the truth of the matter is that's just a story. Mm-hmm. So the key resonance there, the key resonance here is that when we bring light into our being, 
whether that's through the healing through healing work um, or through what we would do what we would call a spiritual initiation into the light um, where we literally can bring we literally call upon all of the angels and the beings and the masters of light who serve God to come in and support us but we have to ask for it mm-hmm. we have to show up and want to be a willing participant in that so the work that I offer when I put that out there and say, hey, I have this session, it might give you a little boost of light, right? Um, or, you know, this session specifically will maybe help heal uh, trauma that you've had. I can specifically remember I was in a car crash about seven years ago, and I, ha- and I ended up with like two herniated discs in my neck. And for those, uh, for those people who understand and know chronic pain, um, that kind of injury is very painful and I went I did all the you know I did all the I did all of the the things that you would do everything short of surgery and I was still in pain and I came to get this etheric healing done um to remove to remove an attachment and the goal wasn't for me to get physical pain relief but the goal was to remove something that was in my energy field that wasn't serving me something that was like that was like a blockage that wasn't serving me and so when they, when this person worked on me and removed this blockage, um, within 24 hours, my pain on a day-to-day basis went from a six or a seven on a scale of one to 10 down to a two or a three, something that I can totally manage now. Mm-hmm. And so that was a byproduct because then I was storing it in my, I was storing my emotional attachment in my physical body. Yes. And so that's just one, you know, one like, you know, it was like a miracle. It was literally a miracle. Um, But we bring light in and that light helps us shift, whether that's changing a change in our career, whether that is very tangible from that perspective, whether it's very tangible from the perspective of pain relief, um, if it's very tangible from the perspective of, um, of leaving a relationship or um, starting a business. I mean, these are all very tangible things. And then the other pieces are somebody just, your friends might just suddenly notice, hey, there's something slightly different about you, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, I've really noticed that you don't react, you know, you, you don't blow up or you don't get upset about a certain subject or topic anymore. Or it could be something so subtle that you have a change within yourself that you may not even be aware of. Yes. Doesn't mean that the change wasn't there because light is always, light is always directed to push out our shadows and our attachments. So it, it sounds like we're talking about the path of progression, like how we heal or transform our own energy bodies past. It could be any kind of trauma. It could be injury from a car accident or it could be, um, you know, recovery from some kind of abusive relationship or this kind of thing um, about, you know, bringing in the light, light of God to be part of our true and authentic selves. Can we, um, I know some people feel that they have hit a wall because they have um, addiction, for example, something like this that is uh, holding them back. It's an impediment that they can't seem to get past because it's so deeply rooted in you. I'm sure you understand the etymology of that better than I do because that's what you, you're a professional and you work with that. But uh, I, I have witnessed it 
so many times in my life with my partners and with myself. I am also, a, I'm an addict. They were different kinds of addict, but, but I am definitely a relationship addict, a love addict, that kind of thing. And it's so, um, it's so difficult to address something like that. It's not like just a regular thing. It's, it's a, a wall that's there. Do you have any tips on how to deal with that when you're, when you have something big like an addiction or something that just keeps getting in your way over and over? Sure. And I think we have to break down the differences between like a physical addiction to a substance like alcohol or cocaine or something like that. And a pattern of the word addiction that is a process addiction, like a pornographic addiction or love addiction or a gambling addiction, right? Mm -hmm. Because those are process addictions versus a physical addiction to a substance. They still affect the brain very similarly. Um, You know, the interesting thing is that with process addictions, Typically, people come to me when they're in the, when they're in a process addiction, right? When you're when you're cycling with a, a bad relationship, or you know, you date men or you date women who are who are narcissistic or just you know emotionally unavailable. I think that's the best way to you know the best word words to sum yes. that up. When we end up in those repetitive, emotionally unavailable abusive, toxic relationships repeatedly, typically people come to me um, because what I say, well, it makes sense, but it was never really a part of their belief structure in the first place, but they've tried everything else. So oftentimes, it's not always, but often I get people coming to me when they've done everything else that they know how to do. And this is where that shift happens, where for them their life will change and as a result of a few things that we can do together. There are many, many things over the years that I can support my clients with. Um, I mean, it's almost innumerable, the um, options for um, classes and um, and facilitated healing work um, that can go on and on and on for years or people can come to me they come and they get a couple of things done from me and then I don't and then and then that was what they needed in their lives to move on Um, and so when we're struggling with that process the truth of the matter is the truth of the matter is that if we are seeking and we are truly looking for that path of progression to make change in our lives that change will happen when we find that right modality or that right thing mm-hmm. to get us there. And it's that trial we keep and error. searching, that we don't give up. Exactly. It's like there's so many different healing options that people have, you know, from acupuncture sure. to, you know, whatever, that you have to, I know I have tried so many different things, so many different um things that I had never done before because I just needed something. I needed something that packed a punch because I was just down for the count. I couldn't get up. I was that person that had fallen and I couldn't get up. So uh, you can't be shy or reluctant to try new things. And when you find something that works and that sticks and gives you some power and strength to move forward with this progression um, towards your your authentic self and the healing and all of that, you, you just have to trust your intuitive senses that you, 
you have found what works for you. It's not a one size fits yeah. all. So um, right. we just have a few minutes left. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your business, how people can contact you, uh, what sure. types of what types of things perhaps that you offer um, as far as um, uh, things they like we're talking about, different things they could try to see if it's help, sure. helps them? Sure. Um, and typically, when, and I'm more than happy to just have a, a straightforward conversation with somebody and ask them, what, do, what is it that you're calling me for? What is it that you need? Um, and if you're not sure, we can talk about it and figure it out. Um, nine times out of ten, I start with something called a light activation or a light infusion. And really all that that simply is, um, it's an energy balancing protocol. So it'll make you, it'll probably um, make you feel relaxed um, for the day. And, um, and that literally I use, um, I use some certain tools. Like I use a wand with a crystal on it um, and literally infuse your energy body with light. That, that covers all of the areas of who you are as a human. Mm-hmm. So that your so that your not, not only does it affect your physical body, but it also is um, it affects your um, it affects your spiritual body as well. Yes. Um, that piece, you know, like I said, nine times out of ten, I start with that for people. Um, that's usually what people are. Usually, that's the piece that, especially if I'm coming out of traumatic experience that I'm just ready to make a change and I'm feeling, you know, I've been feeling like garbage and I need to make a change. That's usually the thing that shifts people, um, you know, quickly, the quick session. Um, and people come back for more and more. I have a client who for, for 10 years gets activations and other healing work from me um, every six to 12 months on a very mm-hmm. regular basis. Um, she calls me and she says, Hey, Stephanie, I need that activation. Can we do that again? Um, and then the next thing I know, she's gone and like created a new business within, you know, a month of getting the activation. Um, that it's one for her. That's the way that the energy works is to help. It helps her to manifest. Um, you know, different people have different experiences with it. Mm-hmm. The other piece, um, and you know, and people can come to me. I don't, I really honestly have no attachment to, I'm not, a, I'm not in sales. I don't have an attachment to whether or not somebody chooses to do work with me or not. Um, I'll give you the information. Um, if you want to make a session or an appointment, appointment, um, we can do that. If it's something that for you is, um, you're not sure about, we need to call back. Okay. Um, um, how, how can yeah. people get in contact with you through your website sure. or um, is, is yeah, there a Facebook do, page or something? Yep. There's two things. Um, AustinHealingCollective.com um, is the website. Um, and then my handle on Facebook and Instagram is at Cactus Bloom Healing. Cactus Bloom Healing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's Instagram and Facebook? Yes, ma'am. Well, I think that there are many um, different things that people can um, can do that um, are going to just really make them feel better and heal from um, yep. what they're experiencing. And just yep. getting started and jumping in, I think that that's the most important thing. Um, learning about all of these different options, trying them out and seeing how they make you feel. I think 
that once we discover that we have things in us that are not working in an optimal way for our best good, then we can direct ourselves. At least we know which way to point ourselves, that we, we need to move forward mm-hmm. in this direction. And how we do that, I think it just depends on the individual. But I love it that there's so many people like you, Stephanie, who are out there to help people on that journey and to do what you can to bring light and goodness into this world and to help people get where they need to be so they can have joy and peace and, and be okay. Just be okay. Yeah. So um, anyway, we really appreciate you uh, being here with us today. And uh, perhaps some of you that have uh, had interest in what we've talked about today can reach out to Stephanie and uh, uh, send her a question or a comment and, and I'm sure you'll get back to them and, and give them some help. I know that I have much gratitude for you for the ways that you have helped me over the past 10 months on my healing journey. So anyway, we appreciate you being here with us today, Stephanie, and uh, maybe we will hear from you again. That's great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for taking the time. Okay. Bye everybody. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.